from the USSF-approved territories of Georgia and Kentucky, and also from the FIFA-approved territory of Brooklyn. This is the Monday Review. Vince, Wacky, and Bells here. I First, I want to congratulate my sister Gina and my brother-in-law Cameron on the birth of their second child. They're both good athletes. They both got that dog in them. So I've got high hopes for Hazel, born this morning around 7 a.m. Excited to welcome Hazel. We'll be uh, you know, following her progress. Yeah, thanks. Right, right. Or, his, or his, I, I suppose his. Hazel's a girl, so, yeah. She's a girl. She's a girl. Okay. It's loaded. Um, so you, uh, hold on. You said they're both good athletes, right? Cam in particular is like, he's just good at all the sports and extremely competitive, you know? So I, that, that goes for, that counts for a lot for me. Okay. And she got, yeah, I think we get it. We'll be tracking Hazel. So the uncle coach bells over here. Yep. We'll oh, be yeah, doing okay. rondos. We'll be doing rondos next week when I see him. Let's good. get it. Good. Let's get good it. To start right. those early. So how are you guys feeling? I mean, how are you guys feeling about the whole, the action over the weekend? What's the, what's the big picture? Vince, what's the big picture takeaway here? Um, I mean, really, at this point, uh, performances are like are what they are. I, I'm, I'm just, I mean, we're we're on injury watch, right? Like we're here, we're here yeah, now. Did. We got we got one more week left of matches. Um, but yeah, that that's all. Go ahead, walk. Did yeah, the 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 measure is did you walk off the field successfully at the end? Did yeah. you walk? Simple as that. Simple as that. <laughs> and it was Man. a really, really solid week. There was some excitement in there too, but that's that's kind of the headline. Yep. No no injuries that I know of. And uh, the, all the guys who are sort of injured, there's just a strong sense that they're all basically okay. They're just not playing right now. Right. Um, other, but, than, other than Chris Richards. Yeah. What's going on there? I think maybe he's probably not going to be our starter at center back in this World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a stressful thing. Yeah. It, it, it's a it's a damn shame. It's a disappointing <laughs> thing. I don't think we need to be stressed though. Yeah, I'm 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 not going to stress about it. Um, you you know, I mean, at this point, it is what it is. But damn, man, you guys cannot be stressed. I'm sitting over here grinding my forehead like like it's I'm going to turn it to dust. Well, Burhalter's in the press talking about how he's he's not worried about it. He's got options at center back. He even name checks Tim Ream. Mm, so that's good. That's good. By the way, by the way, Greg and I are going to do a roster episode this afternoon. A really quick one. Berhalter? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, No, still haven't got Berhalter on the pod. We'll see. We'll see how what twenty twenty three brings. All right, let's talk about Leeds Bournemouth because it was friggin' unbelievable. The story of the week: Marsh, Adams, and Aronson get a four three win. They came back from 3-1 down to win it with uh, that, the counter-attack goal from Gnanto and Somerville with the crowd at Ellen, Ellen Road going bananas. Um, what, a, what incredible television that was. It's a lot of fun for sure. Part of me just wants a boring soccer game from then, now and then, though. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think Marsh, and particularly when he combines with Leeds, do not produce boring soccer games. So that might be a lot to ask. Yeah, See, you're not gonna and, get it. and this is the reason that I, I don't know if y'all saw my tweet this weekend, but I said uh, it was something along the lines of like, as American soccer fans, it is it is our responsibility to get at least one person to watch a Leeds game. Because, you know, you, you just you, you got it. You, you got everything you need. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have a better. We're, we're not going to have anything better to leverage 
uh, than than this. I mean, we, we've caught lightning in a bottle here, so we really got to take advantage of it. I agree. It's it's the perfect intro to soccer, but I so far have failed in getting anyone to watch. These. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because you know, like I had, I've had some friends watch like Champions League finals and stuff before, and they like the game ends up being kind of ass. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't, ain't no such thing as an ass Leeds game, bro. Ain't no I've such never thing. seen one. Right. I cannot. There's never been one. <laughs> I mean, you even look at it like compare Chelsea Arsenal to Leeds Bournemouth. It's like right. Chelsea. I mean, Arsenal was was good in the game. I'll, I'll give you that, Vince. For sure. But still, it was. Uh, now there are games where Leeds is ass themselves, but the game is not ass because they alternate between being ass and whatever. I guess the opposite of ass is. Right. I mean, I mean, like Chelsea almost rolled over, kind of. Like they had no answer to to respond to Arsenal's dominance and uh, Leeds, you know, I mean, they're just still going to be in the other team's face and they're going to create turnovers and, and break opportunities. Just, just through that, through pure, pure, uh, you know, will determination, grit, grind, American spirit, whatever you want to call it. Speaking of all of those things, Tyler Adams, you know, what a game. I think he's in the form of his life. That's my, that's my take on it. He just looks so good. I now, granted, his team he is a defensive midfielder and his team gave up three goals to one of the worst <laughs> teams in the Premier League. So there's there's probably some investigation required there, but generally speaking, he just looks so good. Everywhere, involved in everything, tough in the tackle. He played that outside of the boot pass to Rodrigo, yeah. which was super nice. Super. And then the sl- the slip pass to Aronson into the box when it was three three. Mm-hmm. Very clever. I thought, man, that is that is that Andres Iniesta out there? No, it's Tyler Adams. Yeah. And and then Aronson, um, Aronson's shot was blocked. I guess we'll get into that a little bit. He was Adams was perhaps no, he was overeager in the first half when he lost a duel and left Somerville alone in a two v one that uh, Melier was to the rescue on. Otherwise, it would have been three one at the half. And then four one after that, presumably. Yeah. This happened to Leeds either last or maybe a couple weeks ago, where they just a stone. They had a, just a stone cold breakaway after one of their corners, and now this happened again. It does yeah. seem like maybe they, that's one area where they could prevent that from happening. Yeah, come on, well, Jesse, sort it out, bro. <laughs> well, the thing is, like like you said, Bills, uh, Tyler's everywhere, and sometimes him being everywhere leads to him not being in a position to, you know, stop stop a counterattack or something because right. he's 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 up trying to get the ball back on the counter press. It was um, weird cuz he was I think the last it looked like he was the last person back on this corner. Normally he's not. Normally he's just at the top of the box. And maybe I mean he went for the ball, maybe he shouldn't have given his being in a different position. Oh, and and uh the the third goal the third Bournemouth goal. I mean, he he does take a little. Uh, uh, he gets a little bit of blame for that, right? No, he doesn't because it wasn't an own goal, and at first it looked like it might be. <laughs> but then if you if you replay, you look at all the replays. It takes a little bit suspenseful. Once you get through them, you see he didn't. He didn't kick that in, but maybe, maybe he does get some blame. But most importantly, it wasn't an own goal. The key thing is we're going to have Aaron Long back there at center back, so it's going to be all right. You know, he's going to cover over for Tyler Adams. Right. No, that's I shouldn't right. say that. That's bad, <laughs> that's bad vibes. Who is our la- who is our person that stays back last on corner kicks? 
Because hmm. I, I, you said Aaron Long will be back there. He he won't. He'll be in no, the box. That's right. Serginio. I think Serginio would be the um, the guy back on corner kicks. We have a lot of stay back on corner kick guys. Eunice does it. Tyler does it. Serginio does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe because, maybe when I said sure. a lot, that was too many. But and I've noticed. Oh, Anthony. Uh, Anthony Jedi does it. Mm-hmm. He's does the he? stay back guy. What it says what I like about watching Joe Scally is that he's like the front post guy. So he's he's never really if they do give up a set piece goal, he's never a blame for it. Yeah. I like that. That's where you want to be. You know, <laughs> let me t- let me Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I don't I don't have anything. Okay, let me just say the way Ellen Road, I mean the a big reason Leeds is so fun to watch is because of Ellen Road. That place is unbelievable. The way it was the way the crowd was exploding every time there was even a hint of a goal from Leeds when they were down 3-2 and then when it was 3-3. And, um, and the moment of the game for me for Adams was him, was on the, the, goal, the game-winning goal. It's a counterattack. When Nanto picks it up, I don't know, like in his own defensive third, the entire stadium, just you can hear it just start to roar and people are standing up all along the sideline as they're as Ananto is weaving forward and Tyler Adams is just booking it as fast as he can up the right side of the field. He does he does draw a little attention from the center back, which I think opens up the opening for the goal, but I'm not gonna like give him too much credit for that. It just seems like so much fun to get on your horse and just run like sprint as fast as you can on the right side of what's going on as the crowd just explodes. Yeah, and he never gets to I don't. I can't remember him ever participating in a counterattack. So this might have been the first in a long time, or first of very few, at least. It, to be on the leading edge like that had to be a thrill for him. Oh, so thrilling! And I wanted to assign as much credit as I could for his run dragging the defender, but you know, we probably you know he was part of the process for sure. But we we probably do have to give some credit to the other players involved in the play there. <laughs> It was a wonderful play from Nanto and obviously a great finish from Somerville, who's Dutch, by the way. Did you guys know that? He's, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, uh, no, I did. After, I know, like, after, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea until last match. But uh, yeah, Mr. Crescencio Somerville, which uh, MCB on the Discord said that's the name of a red shirt senior uh, point guard, college point guard. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> that is it, spot on. It absolutely is, man. Like, like maybe, maybe he gets hot in the tournament. You know what I'm saying? Leads a, leads an underdog to the Sweet 16 or something. But yeah, that, not, that's him for sure. Not, not typically a good three point shooter, but he hits a few big ones in the <laughs> tournament. Yes. Yeah, dog for sure. <laughs> Crescencio Somerville. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Aronson. Aronson uh, played Somerville in to win the early penalty, which was good. That was a nice ball. Yeah. For sure. Very good in the middle third, I would say. And then sort of in the first level of the final third, he's good. Uh, So it's like the... What you trying to say? It's a little bit like the Darlington-Nagby heat map. A a little bit. A little bit. You could... uh, On the, the shot that got blocked, you could see him kind of sputtering a little bit. Just little, taking a little too much time to set that up. He had to do that stutter step twice, maybe. Well, he, I thought he did, did, I did well to, to get in that position. Nervousness. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Got some XG off that. 
Off yeah. what? The shot? Yeah. For sure. For sure. That's all we that's all we worried about here, baby. He was going he, he was trying to he was trying that's the only thing we've ever cared about and will ever care about. So I guess what I was saying is congratulations. I do think he was doing one of those lofted little chips in the top corner. It would have gone over looking at the back angle replay. So it was good that it was blocked. Okay. He did have that good little outside of the boot get along pass to spring Somerville down the left wing, resulting in that Rodrigo shot. Another example, uh, a blocked Rodrigo shot. Another example of that Leeds crowd just going berserk at the slightest. I can't emphasize it enough at the slightest hint of an attack. Yeah, they were. The Leeds crowd was outstanding. One critique I have is I thought their fireworks could have been a little bit stronger and a little bit higher up in the air. But. The atmosphere was so good, the crowd didn't even need that. So I wonder, like, maybe let's not do the fireworks. Either let's get them better or not do them at all. That's kind of my thinking. Um, so, so do we have any critique for the booing at halftime? It seems justified. Like, Yeah, I would boo there, yeah. Jesse's in a, an interesting spot here, right? Because he, he's, he's happy, obviously, that they won these last two games. But he's, I think he feels a little... A little hurt, bro. There was a they. They asked him a question after the game or something. It was like, have these two, <laughs> have these like? I think the past week has this past week been fun for you? And he was like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which like makes sense, man, because you see him celebrating or whatever when they get the big goal. But there's no way, like the stress, the the mounting stress just has to be unbelievable. I find. Was- I find the extreme close-ups on his face to be, when, when they're down 3-1, to be a l- little bit intense to bear. <laughs> yeah, kicking a man while he's down sort of situation. You just see it all in there. I mean, the, I, you listen to, I've listened to a little bit of the Square Ball podcast since the game, and they're, uh, they seem, generally speaking, unconvinced by Jesse Marsh. You know, happy about the results. I mean, well, I like I kind of can see what they're talking about just watching. Because uh, when I watched the match back, like that first Bournemouth goal, like like yes, the the center back that that makes that like a extremely tame header to to set up the chance. He he's at fault, right? But the but the setup, like Bournemouth was basically able to to create an MV, uh, a, a AVP. Basically, just from a simple pass from like um, Bournemouth's left center back to whoever it was, I think it was I think it was like the right winger, right right back, whoever it was. But they had found a space because the four two 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 is so narrow, right? Yeah, and they also weren't like high pressing at that moment, and so their line of confrontation was right about where the center circle starts, and so it wasn't even a long pass that he had to make, and he just kind of dinked it over there, and then boom. Like the the left back has to come out and get him, which forces you know the whole back line in the rotation, and yeah. So it's like if a if a simple pass from your center back uh, can can unlock your defense like that, that that's not even a, a an amoeba pass, really. No, it's you not. Know what I'm saying it's not complicated to open them up. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing that I think is frustrating. I mean, it's the thing that worries me about the situation. And people are like, well, they just need to sign a left back and a, maybe another center back in the winter, and that fixes it. Yeah, I wonder if there's not a, a a simple fix here that maybe this is 
how these games go, that's just kind of part of it with leads, and particularly when you combine Jesse Marsh with them. Maybe they'll, you know, they'll probably get better at defending, but they're going to keep doing things like getting an early lead and then right. giving it up and then coming back from 3-1 deficits. I think this is just kind of par for the course. And Bro, what'd, we'll you, just, what'd you call it? The uh, purple patch of the... Of the... The the chaos spectrum. What, what was that? The purple end of the of the chaos machine. <laughs> okay. Did I? Yeah. Well, I don't know what that means. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I didn't know. If I they can't was remember like... what that meant, but they're certainly in that right now. I didn't know if they were like uh, have. Yeah, they're in the purple. They're gonna. They're in the purple this week for sure. And it's just like you're not gonna be in the purple that often. Maybe <laughs> once every four weeks. And okay. Just so okay. enjoy it when it happens. Yeah. 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 Be careful. Be careful. Yeah. All right. Um. So we covered Marsh. Aaron, anything else on Aronson? I mean, he- I thought he could have just to pile on here. When he got subbed off, I thought he 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 applauded the crowd. He could have slowed his walk more and just done more applauding. Because mm. <laughs> one one last thing on Leeds, we didn't get to discuss this last week, but um, Tyler Adams did like said something pretty iconic on the way out of the out of Anfield after they won. He said three points. Let's get the out of here and. Um, one of the leads writers said that they should uh, they should put that like put that in Latin and put it on the away crest <laughs> for leads, and it's something it's like trace puncti trace punti something something. I mean, I and put it on I the home crest too, to be honest. Yeah, right, right. I mean, we still still about three points and getting out of there, right? Yeah. He and he followed it up with another iconic moment, right? The, with the with the fu. Yep. Said the that FU to video. um a sub who came on for Bournemouth. All right, uh, one last thing. Kiefer Moore, whale striker, big tall guy who we may see on November 21. He missed a very good chance in this game. It's part of the, it's part of the case against Jesse Marsh, I think, that he was you know, in, in the spot between the penalty marker and the six-yard box, took the ball down with his chest, and then just uh, badly mishit it. So maybe, that, maybe we'll, we can take that as a good sign. I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe. But, but also... Through and watching this game, I was really impressed with them. Okay. Like I, when I listened to the uh, enough when when I listened to old dude on the Wales pod, and he called him like I hadn't really watched him too much, yeah. but uh, he was like, yeah, he's he's really like you know the modern striker, blah blah. And I was like, huh, interesting. And then I watched him this match, and uh, I was I would say I agree. Like his his feet his feet are pretty nice. Uh, made a couple nice plays coming back to the ball and everything. So, um, Aaron Long's gonna have his hands full. <laughs> <laughs> by the way by the way if you haven't you should listen to that Wales episode I think it was pretty good in my humble opinion it was good um, what Wales episode I, I interviewed the this guy named Ryan March who's really good he is, they have a podcast that's kind of similar to our Monday reviews oh yeah okay and he's just fun to talk to And I will listen to it I have not listened to that episode yet you should listen to it Waki I will okay great alright moving on Pulisic, uh, well, played like 10 minutes. He was, as somebody on the Discord put it, he was invisible just like all of Chelsea in this game against Arsenal. Enough about that. Oh, but, oh, well, can but, I well, can I talk about that a little bit real quick? Uh, okay. that, that, I don't want to go into an Arsenal, uh, Arsenal thing, no. Uh, but we are top of the league. But just the fact that, uh, you know, I'm watching Mason Mount. I'm watching Ra- Raheem Sterling, which is, you know, the quintessential Jamaican name. By the way, but uh, like 
I don't know. I'm just not scared of him. That, that, that's all. That's the only point I wanted to make. That's fair. Yeah. Are you, scared of, scared. Are you scared of Pulisic? No. <laughs> no. I'm not scared of Kai Havertz, man. The way he played in this game, I don't know. It just didn't look like Chelsea was ever going to score. Uh, but the, the more important thing is uh, Pulisic was, was in the bowels of some stadium. Where Wembley. Jack, Wembley was it. Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah, Wembley. And it was a Jack Harlow concert? Yeah. Yeah, it was a Jack Harlow concert. <laughs> it was just a hilarious picture. Number one. How was, he, you, how was he dressed? What did you think? Uh, I mean, fine. Uh, basically, that, that's how I expect Christian, Christian to dress. Uh, you know, in, a, in some, type of, some type of bomber jacket. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hat on. You, I mean, we've taught you, you specifically, Waki. I've talked about his love for hats. This was a different type of hat than normally. He, he was going with a rock and a really small baseball hat. This was a little, not a baseball, like an old timey baseball hat. This was a little bit of a more contemporary hat. It was a Harrisburg Heat hat, right? Uh, some kind oh. of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw somebody talk about that. Yeah, I saw somebody talk about that. It's a Harrisburg Heat. But um, yeah, Jack Harlow, uh, native of Louisville, Kentucky, if you didn't know. Um, I don't know. I, I was gonna say important rapper, but he's not really important. Uh, he's just you know popular at the moment. Uh, also a noted a, no, a noted soccer fan and soccer player played in high school and fan of Chelsea and Christian Pulisic, and he's done some work with U.S. Soccer too. I think he voiced he, he's voiced the hype video. Have y'all watched the hype video? Uh, watched a little bit of it. Okay, not the whole thing. All right. So yeah. how, I guess bottom line is how do we think Christian carried himself in this picture? Uh, what is the significance of it? How right. big of a deal is it? I'm not sure how famous these people are. Let's just kind of feel that out and figure out how this, what this means for the World Cup. Yeah, okay. The picture was with a London artist named Nippa, who I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how famous he is. I haven't heard of him. And, and you know, just, just of him okay. being like a, a black man from London who does music, I thought he made like drill, grime type. He actually does not. It's some type of like... R&B rap little it's it's kind of a throwback it reminds me of like 2000 the type of music he makes but okay. but anyway um because this is what I was wondering about because I was googling trying to figure out Nippa how big how big is this it's you know it's a big it's a good moment but Nippa is not some famous person no 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 not super famous I mean I guess he's famous in the UK or, or at least a little bit he has 24,000 IG followers you know what I'm saying we can probably he looks like somebody who believes in himself in the picture. Nipper For does. sure. <laughs> yeah. So he's on the way up. There's no, yeah, I'm yeah, not he, saying he's, he's not going to make it. Yeah. He's on the way up. He's on the way up. And so the big deal here, well, well, well you asked how Pully carried himself. He looks fine. He looks comfortable. Number one. Number one. You, you don't want to be in a picture with a lot of black people as a white person and, yeah. and, and, and look like. You're, you're looking for the first, the, 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 the first route out of, out of town. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to look like you've never been there before, you know? Right. And the big thing here is, like, as a white person in a, I guess this is a hallway. I don't know what the hell this is. I'm, I'm, I'm happy this was Wembley because somebody at first said it was O2 Arena. And I was like, bro, o, the Bowser O2 Arena looking like this? But for it to be Wembley, as old as it is, um, it's okay that it looks like a, like a school. Like a like a Jefferson County school building, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, Wembley has smaller bowels. So it's probably actually a good environment for Pulisic to do this picture. I, I can see him being a little bit thrown by the O2, just the scale of it. Right. right. This is the type of hallway in like a horror movie where like a light would be flickering, like for sure. Yeah. He's really leaned into it. Okay. 
Um, I don't know who it is behind him, but somebody has his, you know, both his arms around pulley. <laughs> he, he looks comfortable in the moment. He's chilling. He's smiling. Uh, I'm going to have to give him this is a 10 out of 10 moment. And, oh, and this wow. and this is the reason why it went so viral, man, because he looks like he's at home. Yeah, he, he looks. <laughs> Why is it so surprising, though? Why does that have to be so surprising? To be honest, well, I I was not surprised by it until we started talking about it like this. I, I don't know. It's just always funny when when white people end up hanging out with black people, the majority black people. It just it just is a thing. It, it's, it's always a thing. Like if you got a if you got a white person that pledges in the black fret, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's always mm-hmm. gonna be, he's always gonna be a legend for that, and he's gonna get treated. He he's gonna get exalted in a way that like you know is uh yeah I would it, say that, that, that's just different it, it, it's just different it's things you don't see and um nah, go ahead Bill right, I was gonna say ninety five percent of white people want to be invited to the cookout like white people want to hang out with black people yes <laughs> yes white people want to be liked by black people it's one of the most important things in life in American life right now okay okay and, uh. Are we putting this out on Patreon or because, because, because I mean, where, whatever the comments is, the comment section, let us know. Let us, let me no, know. God damn it. Oh, but, but, but yeah, man, it's God, just, this is our wheelhouse. This is the wheelhouse of the Monday review right here. This is the, this is the, this is sure. the sweet core of what we got going on. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, man, it's just it's just always a thing. If you ever get a white person who just goes out of his way to hang out, with, I mean, and and Pulley's not even going out of his way. Probably they probably just ran up. Nippa Nippa recognized him and was like, "Yo, you Christian Pulisic? Like, like, yo, let's get this flick." And um, and that's probably, probably just, I bet he was DMing on Instagram if he's just getting state uh, straight into backstage there. You know, I bet he yeah. I bet he would have gone into this situation with a setup. Like for for instance, but like black people love Ed Sheeran. Why why do they love Ed Sheeran? Because Ed Sheeran messes with black people. Yeah, made a whole career off of it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, this was this was a good this was a great moment for image conscious Christian Pulisic uh, that probably just came by uh, came through a, a a stroke of pure luck. But but well, it happened. Is it. it happened naturally? Right. I mean, it looks like it happened naturally. Right. Right. And he didn't even put it on his Instagram. It was Nippa who put it on his Instagram. So, oh, so okay. Well, I take back what I said. If it, I, it if it looks natural to you, then let's go with that. He just showed up, and it was just a really natural photo he took. Great job, <laughs> I am on that. Well, I I should I should take back ninety five percent is a little high. I'm gonna say maybe not ninety five percent. Bottom line is we just don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't so know. We just we just got to know with what go with All what right. we do know that it was a ten out of ten performance on the picture. Yep. Yep. No, nah, man. I mean, it, it just it just lets you know that you know Christian Pulisic got the streets. He got the he got the streets on his side. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm just I'm just very it. proud of I'm. You love to see it, basically. That that this whole diatribe has basically been me saying you love to see it. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to start Christian Pulisic at the World Cup now. That's, <laughs> that's where I am. All right, let's move on to Reina. Uh, Dortmund beat Bochum 3-0. There's really just one moment in this game that uh, is worth talking about, and it was Reina scoring a penalty. He demanded it, demanded it, and then kind of jogged up to it, Jorginho-style, hopped into the kick and passed it to the side that the goalkeeper wasn't leaning toward. Very un-American. 
I love it. And then what? And that, that, well, number one, that just seems to be his default penalty technique. I mean, he did it uh, in that Costa Rica friendly. That's right. After uh, Nations League. But uh, yeah, and then as he as he runs off to celebrate, he did the Antonio Brown uh, put that shit on dance. Is and, he and, and, is he invited yeah. to the cookout now too? I mean, you know, what I'm saying like like while the what, what, like while Pandora's box is open, uh, we we might as well hand him an invite. Might as well <laughs> might invite Gio at this point. I th- for me, that's the best celebration of the year, excluding really the really intense moments, but just a really contained sort of low stakes celebration. I don't think I don't think there's been one better. I think he performed it really well. He did. He did. And, and you know, uh, Antonio Brown is a, a person that is uh, very controversial. <laughs> that's okay. That's perfect for. That's uh, I'll perfect just for I'll just leave it at this that. This is the but... right. That's just why well, I. I I, I don't know why he's controversial, I'll be honest, but it, I don't, it doesn't matter to me right now. That's, it, it, whatever way is controversial, I think that's the right fit for Geo. I love it. Um, I love it. I hope it's not like really bad, but we'll find no, out. No, no, no. Uh, my I, question I, is uh, <laughs> the confidence with which he took that penalty. Is there any way this puts him into like the first choice penalty taker? Uh, or. It has pool six record on penalties just kind of been too good for that to even be a possibility. We know he's at the World Cup. The U.S. wins a penalty. Geo is going to try to demand it. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, who's going to win out there? Does Pulisic just have kind of the seniority and the track record at this point? My yeah, guess he, is... He got it. Yeah, I think so. My guess is Berhalter is going to say, if there's a penalty, Christian takes it and then just like take away all the guesswork. Okay, the question now is, do we think that will work? Will Gio still go will for Gio, it anyway? Will Gio obey? Uh, I don't know. But time Probably. will tell. Yeah, yeah t- time will tell. Um, also, so I, I guess there was a, a moment in this match where he also helped the ref not call a penalty that he would have otherwise earned. Um, how, did he do, how did he help the ref not call the penalty? I don't know. It's just reports that I'm seeing after the match and stuff. Uh, I don't. We, when you watch the video, it seems a little. Uh, it, there's nothing definitive there. Like you mean he was right. giving advice. The ref was kind of thinking it, and Geo stepped in and said, "I kind of see it this way." And the ref was like, "Yeah, it's a good point. This is not a penalty. That type of deal." Well, he just kind of got up and was like walking back, and he just. I think he just looked at him and was like, "Nah, don't, don't, don't even worry about it." Which to me can only be interpreted as a as an underrated act of arrogance. Also, like so. Uh, well, well, just according to the reports, you know, you got the Boca manager, like, like fair play to Gio and all this type of stuff. But bro, like he, <laughs> in a, and Dortmund was already up two 0 at that point, and Gio was like, you know what, I'm, I'm not even worried about it. You know, what I'm saying we, we're gonna beat y'all boys anyway. It's one of those things that, you know, if you play pickup ball, and you get into one of those inevitable um, arguments about maybe the score, or, or a foul. And the only way to uh, to to dissolve the situation is basically just to be like, you you know what, just you, y'all can have the ball. So yeah. what uh, what happened? What happened on this play? I'm sorry, I I'm not sure which play it is. Okay, he's he's played in basically. Um, I forgot who the pass came from. Uh, he's on the right wing, and he basically goes to dribble at his marker. Um, they both collide because the because the the guy defending him kind of like goes to ground. In a weird way, um, 
his feet don't really make contact with Geo, but his his upper body does. Oh, okay, okay. Now I understand. Yes, he said we don't need this penalty. We don't want it. Right, right. That's what was happening. And just kept moving. So I'm gonna say in the long in the long run, it's a really really smart move because they re- they noticed that in the referees lounge. You know, they're like, ah, oh, this this man's a straight shooter. For sure. Next time he gets bundled over in the box, when it really matters, he's gonna get the call. <laughs> No one else is doing that either. Yeah, he's so smart. Let's move on. Fulham. The boys put up a good fight against Manchester City. Uh, however, Ream was beaten by Alvarez for Man City's opener. Beaten pretty yeah. badly. And well, they, you know, they slipped it right in there very subtly. It was a little bit close to his... He was kind of running past it. It went kind of behind him and grazed his heels. You'd almost like to see him just kind of you know, easier said than done. Monday morning center backy here, slick that, <laughs> stip, stick that leg out and just kind of knock it away. That's what I would have liked to have done there. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. unfortunate. I mean, uh, really, I feel like Tim got beaten for quite a few chances in this match. There was a Alvarez header like early in the game, like maybe within the first 10 minutes that could have been a decent chance. He, he kind of wasted it. Um, and, and just a few more moments. Uh, I was like, eh, I mean, you know, it is Man City. So, so it is what it is, but yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, he did. He did stop Alvarez one time. Uh, he got beaten for a Holland header, but Holland was offside. He knew it was offside. He had that in hand. It wasn't a concern. Fair enough. I mean, it was close. It was really close, and it seemed like a goal for about like two minutes before they went and checked. But he knew the whole time. Yeah. Yep. And then, so I mean, no, not, not a great report here, but and then and then Robinson fouls De Bruyne in the box for a penalty in stoppage time, which Holland converts. Kind of dumb penalty to concede. De Bruyne made a meal out of it, but you know, kind of has to at that point. Just it kind was of a foul. bummer. Just kind of a bummer that play. I don't think anyone should feel too happy about it. Mm-mm. I'm sure Man what? City does because they're heartless. But well, it it was it was a double whammy for me because. Uh... Man City got to win that game. Like I said earlier, Arsenal is in a title race. But uh, and, and number two, just just Jedi doing that. That that was also upsetting. But um, that this was a uh, this was an instance of his chaotic body language coming back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because he won the he won the header to head it out to the edge of the box where De Bruyne picked it up, and so uh, he basically just follows the header. Uh, comes in a little out of control and and just grazes Kevin's foot, unfortunately. I mean, but, he just but, like taps his heel with his toe, but that's that's enough in this you know in this modern era, isn't it? Right. Yeah. 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 But if you if you just would have throttled down, you know, a half a second sooner, you would have just you know been in D, in position to play a little D, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, man, it, it's all good. Just get it out your system. Yeah, get it's it hard system, to. Man, that's right. Get it out of your system. It's also hard to achieve perfection as a defender against Manchester City for 95 minutes. If I, I can't the, imagine. If I were in charge of VAR, I would say, that's not a penalty, and I'd send someone out to Kevin and say, hey, you just need to relax. <laughs> Bro, you're, trying to, you're trying to harm Jedi here. Yeah, of, maybe he tapped you on the leg, and that maybe was a foul, but we're not having it in VAR anymore. Right, but because friend. the way he did a 270-degree turn and then threw his arms up and fell to the ground was like, hey, hey, dog. <laughs> you don't even look That's like wild. a soccer player, Kevin. You're lucky we even let you out here. 
I don't know what you are. are. Uh, it was so crazy good, though. All right. Sargent was, uh, you know, solid in a 2-0 win for Norwich on the road at Rotherham. He, the main thing he did was he forced the issue on the game winner, picking the ball up inside Rotherham's half, dribbling past two guys and then shooting from 20 yards. It got deflected on the way in. The keeper made a nice save back in the direction he had come from with his right hand, but it fell to Puki, who scuffled with a guy a little bit and then poked it to Ramsey, who thumped it in from close range. 2-1, Norwich wins. Good to see Sargent back in the starting lineup after uh, a few games missed. Yep. Oh, and, and this, was a, this was a left-footed shot. Let me let me just point that out. Yeah, he's. I mean, he can shoot with both feet pretty well. Yeah, and excited and to watching. see him. Excited to see him announced on this roster coming up. Hope he's so. done it. He's done it, hasn't he? I think so. I think Peacock's going to be the the, the so. odd man out. But uh, what was I about to say? Josh Sargent. Uh, you making oh. fun of the you making fun of the way I said I hope so? No, no. I was I was it was a shout out to Kodak Black. Oh. But anyway, um. He, oh, that's what I was going to say. He, he does the, um, uh, it's possible that he does the Jesus stuff better than Jesus does. It's possible. It's probable. Know. It's probable that he does the Jesus stuff better than Jesus. I, I ain't want to go that far because sometimes recency bias, recency bias be good to me. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll have more information uh, after this month. But, but yeah, man, just when he, when he drops into midfield, I mean, there was that, there was that chance he kind of created at like towards the end of the match where he dropped in, uh, kind of paused on the ball and dinked it over the top to to somebody who I think Pookie ended up being offside. So the chance never actually ended up fully materializing, but yeah. it was just very, very nice, very nice bit of play, man. And He had that one shot, the outside of the boot shot from close range too. That was pretty mm-hmm. nice. Like he, he, he drew a good save. Oh, and um, as far as uh, Ricardo Pepe goes, he had an assist. Yep. People are saying it was a shot. Not me. I won't hear it. No, it was an assist. Yeah. You sure about that? How, so, no, how sure you but, no, I'm not sure. I'm 100% sure. sure. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm 100% sure. I wasn't sure. I don't, I'm not completely sure. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll take him any way we can get him. How do we feel about Tim? I, to Wade? be honest, to, to be honest, I wasn't. I'm not sure, but I, I think I'm going to say probably it was a pass. Okay, good enough. Tim Weah. Yeah, I was wondering what you guys thought about him playing right back this weekend. A little bit late in the game to be changing his position. I think <laughs> it was. It was crazy to see. It not way back. Sure. Right, right back. Right. Yeah. A back Full four. Back. Yeah. How, I, how was he in de- defending? That's my question. There wasn't a single clip of him on on Wisecout defending, so it seems like there was just, you know, the 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 aura of Tim Weah basically shut down that that right hand side for Lille. There was no traffic coming through, none. It's crazy Lille didn't win this game. They were they were pounding the goal, just couldn't. But you can um, Tim Weah in the attack probably. Yeah, you're right. But but he, bro, he he did it pretty pretty damn well. It, it was crazy to watch because it's like, I mean, he looked like he was he, playing the position correctly, right? Very correctly, and especially like you know, offensively, build up and stuff. I mean, bro, just I'd like unbothered, all different types of passes, little dinks and dunks, just to get out of get out of pressure. Which is not a surprise. Um, he's adapting that quickly. He's our, I think we've established the top three smartest player. 
Yeah, right, right, for sure. And that's that's definitely a reason why he's able to adapt to it so so quickly. And you know, not not for nothing. He he did play uh right wing back in that uh that Nations League final. Maybe not forget. It's true. He's a thinking he's a thinking man's footballer, man. He does he wastes no action. I mean he wastes no energy. Everything is precise. I trust him basically anywhere on the field. Maybe not center back or goalkeeper. Um, I'm just saying, if if Serge happened to be out, which, uh, you know, he wasn't in the squad this weekend because of uh, muscle fatigue. Again, popping back up, man, this muscle fatigue. But, uh, you know, we could, we, could do, we could do worse than having Tim just, Tim just straight up take Serge's spot. I don't and, see why not. Yeah, why not? Wow, is he, he's going to jump all the... The regulars plus Joe Scally. Well, the the thing is, it, it, it's just with with everyone else, we're probably gonna have to change a little bit about what we're doing. But Tim for Surge would be a plug and play because you know we do use Surge as an attacker, and Tim will you know be up there attacking. Also, uh, Tim had a Tim ended up having a nice ball to Jonathan David that could have been an assist. Uh, yes, I saw that. When David received it in the box, got a shot away, ended up being right at the keeper. But anyway, well, I will say about about this based on my mostly based on my knowledge of Tim Weah and uh, a a fairly quick viewing of, the, of this game is if he were starting at right back, I would be totally fine with that against Wales. I think he would do a good job. I'm not saying that's going to happen. It's definitely not going to. But if it did, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. My my gut wouldn't sink into my deeper into my body. No, mine neither. It's not going to happen, though. Yunus Musa tried well, uh, in a gr- Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, Bills. Just, just one more thing, because now that I'm thinking about it, when you asked about his defending, and there wasn't much 1v1 moments, but he was, he was getting some slide tackles off in the midfield, winning the ball back, stuff like that. I just wanted to. Okay. So that's all. I feel, I feel good about Timmy. Uh, what, what happened with Yunus Musa? Joaquin? He... Played against uh, Real Sociedad. He tried an aggressive Meg in the box. Wasn't really that close to working, but it was a good idea. Otherwise, I would say a completely nondescript game. Completely? Did he walk off? Yeah, there was, I, I've never watched a more... I can't, I can't not remember a more nondescript game from Yunus Musa. It wasn't a bad game. He did walk off healthily. So He didn't or he did? He, he did. did, he did. Very importantly, he did. Yes. So we need, baby. Um, yeah. and it was a one-one draw, but who cares, really? Uh, Scally, Vince. Uh, you know, at this point, man, what more is there to say? Another ninety minutes. Um, this performance, he was—I I thought he was pretty good. Um, he had a nice first-time left-footed pass and the build-up to uh, Theram. Uh, and and the build-up to Munching Gladbach's Munching Gladbach's second goal. Um. The, something I noticed with him and, and Jedi, just, you know, much, much improved in the buildup this week. Good. And, 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 and Jedi, Jedi was good last week. We talked about that a little bit. He was real good last week. Didn't have as much opportunity because I think they had like 27% of the ball, <laughs> even, even up a man. Uh, so Jedi did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, Joe's just, he's putting in these performances, man, putting in performances. Uh, Big time, there were some clamps in this match. You know, I've, I've been on him about basically like allowing crosses and shots when he's, when he's one, when he's, uh, one V one. 
Um, not, there wasn't much of that happening today. He was more often than not getting a body on him, not letting him come in. Uh, he's assured in the air too. I'm, I'm, hey, he, he, hopefully he's on the plane. You know, we kind of resigned to him not being on the plane, and that's probably still where I stand. But I would like for him to be on there. Yeah, I mean, now that Greg or Greg Berhalter knows way has to write back, I can't help. <laughs> right. All right. All right. All right. All right. But, um, go oh, ahead. Just uh, Sam Vines breaking his leg. Oh yeah. Um, which Horrible. unfortunate for him. Seemed like he's had, he was having a career season for sure, and uh, very unfortunate. But yeah, maybe that opens a spot up for Joe. Who knows. I don't even know if Sam was on the plane. I Let's apologize do... for leaving Sam finds when I, at the beginning when I said there were no injuries. Um, I left out the broken leg. That's that was a that was a mistake on my part too. Let's do a quick injury uh, before we talk about MLS Cup. Weston reportedly going to be back tomorrow. Um, yeah. You you wanted to say something about Paxson Aronson and Cade Cal, Vince? Well, well, just that Paxson Aronson got transferred. Oh yeah, to Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah, to to Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, for what it seems like $4 million, $5 million, something like that, uh, which is a big deal, which is a big deal. Very I, big. I, I, I do not know if he's ready for it or not. We'll have to see, I guess. I, I don't know how y'all feel. I didn't think Brendan Aronson was really ready to go to Europe that much. And look at, look at him now. Eh, you know? I wonder so why, he didn't go to Aust- why didn't he go to Austria? Yeah, uh, so I don't know, Waki. I don't know on that I, one. I would feel more comfortable with going to Austria. I, I, look, I'm, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put some respect on Brendo's name here. Uh, I thought he would kill it in Salzburg. Thank you. Okay, but uh, also just Kate Cal uh, supposedly uh, piggybacking off of this initial report from Tommy Scoops, Tom Bogert. I think it was Sam Stayskull that said Kate Cal might be following him. And that Munch and Gladbach is tracking him, and I don't I don't know what position he's going to play. I mean, uh, Munch and Gladbach does need some help on the wings for sure. I don't think K. Kyle is that good of a player, but I don't either. But again, like, better to I'm, just be silent in cases like this is what I've learned. Yeah, I guess so. But he was, but bro, he was looking like the the redheaded stepchild on that U twenty team. Yeah, he was. Hey, he but, did not fit in. Did not fit in, and he took out all his frustration uh, fighting uh, Costa Rica or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> clapping at him or something. No, no, no. You don't remember that fight after the? Uh... Yeah, did okay, wasn't it because okay, he yeah. was wasn't yeah, because yeah, he yeah. was clapping at them? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, he was. So Matt Turner back on the bench, right for Arsenal? Yep, yep. he's back and healthy Sergi- and training. And then Serginho and Luca both apparently. Well, Serginho's got this muscle fatigue thing, but Luca's back, but not on the bench. This week, yeah, this weekend. He, reportedly, Luca Delatore is back in training, and Serge Serge's thing is not supposed to be serious. So, okay, all right. Um, two more things: MLS Cup. Kellen Acosta scored the first goal on a deflected free kick. I don't think it was, uh, you know, anything that much to be proud of. Jack McGlynn was the one who headed it in. Not really something to be, uh, you know, ashamed of that much either. He got up and got his head in the way. I mean, but but he does thump a ball, Kellen. He does. He's good. Yeah. It says something that when he and Carlos Vela are both over it, sometimes Kellen still takes the free kick. True. True. 
So that that means Christian Pulisic gets to take all the free kicks at the World Cup. Yeah, he's taking all the free kicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kellen's not going to be on the field most of the time, so. Right. Pulisic does know that he's not taking the free kicks, though, right? Uh, need to be, oh, he, need he's going to be, be taking it. I mean. Berhalter, oh, if oh. Berhalter wants somebody else to take the free kicks, Christian is not listening to him at this point. Hasn't up to this point, I should say. All right, uh, you know. Get, get, there were lot, lots of set-piece action in this game, a back-and-forth one, and ended up 3-3 in regulation thanks to Gareth Bale scoring the equalizer at the death in extra time, rising over Jack Elliott and thumping it in. What a life that guy has. Just shows up for the MLS Cup. Big moments, man. Scores, <laughs> scores an equalizer. Yeah, he, he got up, and, and Jack Elliott was going to be the... Uh, we got information from... Damn. Why, why is the name forgetting me? He was, Michele Giannone said Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. From Michele, uh, saying that he had just been informed that, you know, Jack Elliott was going to be the MVP, which rightfully so. I think he had scored two goals. Yep. As a center uh, back. As a center back. And, um, you know, life comes at you fast, man. He gets absolutely just, I mean, that, that, that's, that's a dunk. You know, that's a Shaq, that's a Shaq type dunk. Yep. Where somebody would be right there, Shaq would just spin and dunk on you anyway, and yeah. and like you know, put put different types of anatomy on you. Um, yeah, man, yeah. Jack Elliott just was laid out on the ground, making a snow angel. Christian, uh, I almost called him Christian Bell. Gareth Bell running off into the corner of the Bank of America Stadium. Did you know this is the first time it's occurred it's not we Bank have the same America. last name, Christian and Gareth? Yeah. <laughs> Just well, now. You know. What a world. It's true. Bale, Bale's such an amazing, he's such an amazing athlete. Yeah. And then Philly wilted in penalties. Just a kind of pathetic showing from Gazdag, Martinez, and Wagner. Um, Wagner. Uh, so I didn't get to see the shootout. What, were, they, were they saves? Were they blasted over? What happened? I think Gazdag's went over. Martinez and Wagner's were both saved, if I remember correctly. And we got a lot of Philly, you know, we got a lot of serious Philly fans in the Scuff family, and I, I want to send my condolences to them, my non-ironic condolences, because I know it's pretty sad, and I don't know, I didn't, oh, I didn't, I didn't really have a dog in the hunt, but would have liked to be. see Philly rewarded for all the good they've done for American soccer. Yeah, it happens. I, I was a Falcons fan during twenty-eight to three, <laughs> and I and I curled up, I curled up in the fetal position. When they when the Patriots finally took the lead, man, that really hurt. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. And Steve Terundolo wins the cup. First season as a manager in the U.S. after kind of, I don't know, kind of flunking out at Hanover. And so good for him. Yeah. And, and I remember telling you, Bills, you asked me uh, when, when Terundolo got announced and you were saying that, like, you know, his, his record at the Las Vegas Lights wasn't that good or whatever. And I told you, man, just just don't don't take anything from that because they just, you know, it's a they, they really do treat it like a farm team. Yeah. Bunch of kids. You know what I'm saying? So people in and out. So it is what it is. Uh, congrats to uh, Chirondolo, who and and I want to get into this. Um, the fact that this game was over the air. Um, which means that it was on my my grandparents kitchen TV. Because they, I mean, they have cable at their house, but in the kitchen, it, it's just, it's just straight, you know, over the air. 
and and that's like the common area in their house. So they usually just sit at the table, watch watch TV, whatever's going on. And um, I had a wedding to go to Saturday, and I get a call from my mom, <laughs> who uh, who also lives with my grandparents, and uh, she calls me, and 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 she's like, "Man, we we about to watch this World Cup, man. Wait, wait, what you got to? <laughs> what, so what's the deal with this man, Steve Arundelo?" <laughs> and I was like, Arundelo. I was like, his name is Chirondolo, man. And I was like, and she asked me who the, who I was picking or whatever. I said LA. I said LA. So I got that right. But, um, and then I go over there this morning to drop Eden off. Uh, There wasn't school today. And uh, my grandpa watched the entire match. I I guess my mom and my grandma were like kind of in and out. But my grandpa sat there and watched the entire thing. And he had, and he had questions for me when I showed up today. Like he was like, man, how do you, how do you get a corner kick? Uh, what's a yellow card mean? What's a free kick? Like, like, how does a free kick happen? And just to explain all these things, um, it, it it was cool. It was cool. Um, that is cool. How old is your grandpa? Almost eighty. I don't know exactly, but he's 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 almost eighty for sure. All right, what a man. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's my Watching guy right the whole there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I guess I've kind of got him onto it. I I didn't really force it on him that much, but um, yeah, we're here this now. Is the, this is the power of over the air soccer. Is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you get a much a much bigger number. I, I've learned that from listening to the world soccer uh, world soccer talk podcast over the years, and uh, you just get a, a a a lot more people watch the games in that situation, and with everything going to paywalls and whatnot. Like they're they're not gonna be able to watch the MLS Cup next year if it's on Apple TV. So. Thoughts and prayers to the MLS production team working on getting ready for the Apple TV contract. But yeah, so so shout out to MLS. They had an excellent final match. Yeah, not as exciting as Leeds Bournemouth, but but pretty good. Also, I would just like to say that. Watching Kellen Acosta play for LAFC is not fun. If you if you're watching it for the Kellen Acosta experience, because it's usually just him just chilling. Yeah, he did, he did a fair amount of chilling. <laughs> but you know that's a big part of soccer. You know, right, right. Uh, hey, he 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 does what he's asked to do. He does what he's asked to do. Yeah, but you know, cheers to him. Got his got his trophy. Maybe he eventually he'll get his move to Europe. Right, right, and yeah, right. When you think about the fact that he didn't want to be in, he didn't want to be in MLS this season, and that was the whole thing that like started this, uh, that that whole controversy started this season, and for him to go out, um, with the with the trophy, very nice. Let's He's get a winner. out of here. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks everybody for listening. You can get this every week delivered directly to your phone if you join the Patreon. We'll see ya.